Hello and welcome to another episode of the Staff Meeting Podcast. I'm Ed, and I'm here by myself today, but I'm not really here by myself today. I actually have a guest, but uh, before I get into that, just Claudia is uh, not with us at the moment. She will be on the next episode. I'm just doing this one kind of on the fly. Um, my guest today is a comedian slash writer based in New York City. Uh, he's also my older brother. Uh, so please welcome to the show, Mr. Juan Escalante. Hey, hey, studio audience, how you guys doing? All one per it's Pika. All right, Pika's not even looking. And to uh, the audience listening out there, Anyang uh, Seo, right? You, you're all they're all Korean, right? Yeah, ninety five percent of the audience it is, is Korean. Korean. Okay, Maruku Chamche guy, Opa Gangnam style. Oh God. Now we've lost them. And now we've lost them. No, now now they grew tenfold. He's yeah, got oh yeah. a billion subscribers billion. now. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway. You got South Korea and North Korea. Oh, man. You, you've we bridged got the both gap. Korea. We bridged the gap. We bridged I've the brought gap. peace to Korea. Take that, Dennis Rodman. Oh, that's right. That happened. Okay. So, first of all, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? You said the thing about me being your brother. I don't know about that. Are you sure? I'm fairly certain we're brothers, yeah. What's your last name? Uh, Escalante. That's my last name. Uh, yeah. What's your mom's name? Uh, Zaida. Oh, that's my mom's name. What's your dad's name? Uh, same as your name, actually. It's uh, Juan Juan Escalante. What's my name? Juan Escalante. What's your brother's name? Which one? Your older brother. Juan Escalante. Oh, hey, that's my name. I fa- Well, do you, you have brothers, right? Yeah. All right, well, what's the less young one? Ed, 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 right? You guys heard it here. He forgot my name. What's, what's your name? Ed. Oh, that's my brother's name. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you idiot. How about that? I guess we're brothers then. Oh, yeah. All right, well, what have you been listening to, man? Uh, As of late. As of late? Yes. I listened to the new Fleet Foxes record, Crack Up. It's very good. Oh, when did that come out? Was those a few days, probably like a week or two ago. Oh, cool. It's their third album. Their first album in six years. Dang. Uh, they put out their first song, like a few months, the first song on the album, like a few months ago, and it was nine minutes long, and I was so hyped. That's the first time I've ever been hyped about a nine-minute song. Says a lot when, when my music is that long. A nine-minute folk song. See, that's hard to get hype about, but that's that's fine. Tonight, the song remained. What are you doing? What? That's fine. Anyway, so today's topic, I mentioned it a little bit in the last episode. and uh, Is Hall & Oates. We're going to talk about no. Hall & Oates today. This is the no, Hall & Oates podcast. Talking, no. talk. No, it isn't. No? No. We can do that next time. Hall & Pote-podcast. Call & Pote-cast? Call & Pote. Call & Farrell? Call & Oates. Call & Oates. Talking, talking. What, do I call? Call & Oates. Do I call Oates? Hey, there, hey, how you doing? First time, long time. First time, uh, him talk about Hall Notes. You know my favorite Hall Notes song? Uh, uh, you make my dreams. That's a great one. I mean, you know how that one goes. My, uh, my favorite's Man Eater, but oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, here she comes. Stop. Watch Shut out. up. Okay, we're gonna have to hang up on you, sir. Beep. All right. Well, that guy's gone. Anyway, today's topic is Led Zeppelin. So today we're gonna get the lead out. We're gonna get the lead out, like they do on the radio, or what they used to do on the radio. Now that not so much. Because the radio stations have been kind of bad. Radio discs. 
Anyway. Video kill the radio star. So you're here on Talking Buggles. Where we're talking about all <laughs> Buggles all the time. Now we're talking about the Buggles. Talking about Trevor Horn. You know that Trevor Horn was in Yes? Actually, I did. Yes, he did that. He produced. He played keyboards on that. Yes. Buggles. Anyway, wait, underrated no, okay. band. Going off the rails. We're always off the rails, which is fine because we do that anyway. So, tell me a little bit about uh, about Led Zeppelin. Just a little introductory, uh, who they are, what, that kind of thing. Wait, what do you want? Who's, well, who's in? Well, we all know Led the Zeppelin. members of Led Zeppelin. We have Jimmy Page on guitars, John Paul Jones on keys, and uh, other and on bass. Uh, Robert Plant and on vocals, John Bonham on drums, as we all know, and then uh, uh, Steve Zeppelin on the triangle. We all know that. The Shut founding up. member of the band, God. Steve Zeppelin. Sh- I hate you so much. What? I'm just relating music history to no. you. No. No. Anyway, what? Greatest <laughs> band of all time? Uh, debatable, but that's fine. Um, okay. Well, that's neat. Well, let's see kind of how they got uh, how they got started. Well, Led Zeppelin. Arguably, could said to be the first supergroup, even though no one knows where the other guys came from. So Jimmy Page was in a band called the Yardbirds, and they were sort of disbanding. And so they, he wanted to form a band called the New Yardbirds, which uh, is in a 1968. And he wanted, and then he wanted to basically create a supergroup with him and uh, Jeff Beck, who was it with him in the Yardbirds, and some other and two. Uh, I think, and he wanted to form with it was him, Jeff Beck, uh, John Entwistle, and Keith Moon. From the uh, from the Who, and he wanted to make a super group with those guys, but they didn't. They weren't interested in doing that. So uh, he ended up getting John Paul Jones, who was another session guy who could play pretty much every instrument. And there was another band uh, called the Band of Joy, which featured Robert Plant and John Paul Jones. And then they ended up joining it together in 1968 to join Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Well, are you fact checking me on the Wikipedia page? I am. Okay, but it's, n- n- it's less of fact checking, more like I'm looking at it now. Cause so they were called the New Yardbirds in '68, and then they they weren't un- they weren't Led Zeppelin until they played a show at the University of Surrey on the 25th of October, 1968. How about that? So our by then our parents were finally born. Last time we were talking about things uh, in the '60s, uh, we mentioned. Uh, Oh jeez, we mentioned Jimi Hendrix last time. That's before then. So, Hendrix was '60s, uh, Zeppelin '70s, and onward. Although they did start in '68, up until um, 1980, with a couple of reunions here and there. But that's you know that's beside the point. Anyway, moving on. Do you know how they got the name Led Zeppelin? I don't. Tell me. Oh man. So yeah, I said how Jimmy Page wanted to start a supergroup with John Entwistle and uh, Keith Moon. Apparently, gave them the idea, and he said, and they said. That idea is going to go down like a lead balloon, and then at some point it became Led Zeppelin. But in the in as we all know in the biopic of Led Zeppelin, starring Matt Damon, I guess. What? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, in the future biopic of of uh, of, of Led Zeppelin, it's going to be the scene where John Entwistle is going to say, uh, "It's going to go down like a lead balloon," and then Jimmy Page is, is like star. So Jimmy Page, played by Matt Damon, is going to be like, "Don't you mean a?" Led Zeppelin, and then, <laughs> and then the movie, and then immigrant song starts, and then playing. that's when the intermission starts of this three-hour movie. <laughs> oh, jeez, it's terrible, <laughs> terribly long movie. Anyway, so um, let's see here. In '98, they ended up they ended up securing a 
almost a 150 grand contract from Atlantic Records. 98? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 68. Wow, okay. I can't read. In 1998. The just, famous 90s band. Just a few. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. 90s band Led Zeppelin. Jeremy Spogan. Well, As we all know. We'll get to them uh, soon. When Zeppelin played at Woodstock 99. <laughs> They fought. They opened up for Limp Biscuit. Oh God, that would suck. <laughs> I think we all remember that. Uh, well, anyway, uh, later on uh, down the line, they actually, you know, they decide how they would promote and release things and and release tracks of singles and then they're forming they their own company. They actually didn't release a lot of singles. They no, they didn't. Album oriented rock down the line. And so yes. they didn't want to release singles. So they ended up actually forming their own company called Super Hype mm-hmm. to uh, handle all the publishing. So as a band, race. they never sold that many records or no. made any sort of uh, billboard list because they didn't sell singles. They did get on a couple of so billboards, they, though. Yes, but not as much as, say, Katy Perry. So, uh, fuck you, Led Zeppelin. Katy Perry, greatest band of all time. Katy Perry is a band. She's multiple people. Katy Perry is a band. Katy and the Perrys. Katy Perry and the guy's name Larry. Sure, why not? Why not? Katy Perry and Matthew Perry. It's just a lot of people with so, the last name Perry. Luke Perry, Matthew Perry, Commodore Matthew Perry. It's just his gravesite, the guy who sailed to Japan in the black ships. So if we were to categorize uh, Led Zeppelin in, in their music, what genres would we use? There's a couple that we can use because there's a lot. On the Wikipedia page. On the wiki, but there's also just others that They're just that a, they're aren't a classic mentioned. rock band, but they play like a blues rock, they play like a folk rock, uh... Kind of proggy at times. Yes, uh, like an example. Actually, I'll put an example here while we're talking. Uh, this song that's playing. I've used this in a previous episode. This is When the Levee Breaks. This is a good one. And then um, for a more progressive one. What's a, what's a more progressive one? I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I'm, I'm at a loss for the What name. is progressive rock? I don't get that. Prog rock kind of takes the, the complex elements of jazz and then puts them into... I don't think there's the a lot of songs side. by Led Zeppelin that are like that. Cause not, you're making me think of King Crimson. No, like, <laughs> no, not King Crimson. <laughs> not, <laughs> anything but King Crimson. But no, jeez. Anyway, so, yeah, you can categorize them in, in, in there. You can Let's also say Achilles' do, um, Last Stand would be... Sorry? Maybe Achilles' Last Stand or the song remains the same. I don't know. Sure. And then also, um, uh, you can... It is said heavy metal. I'm not entirely sure why, because no. They I get the hard rock element. They invented yes. heavy metal, man. No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Who invented heavy, me- heavy I did. metal? I did yesterday. No, you didn't. I just made it. Shut up. I trademarked it. After, after you opened for Limp Bizkit, after I opened for Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's your um, what's your favorite Led Zeppelin album? Led Zeppelin, the greatest hits. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> That's uh, who did that joke? That's uh, Steve Coogan as uh, oh I forget the character he played now. But yeah, they asked him like, "What's your favorite Beatles record?" And he said, "The greatest hits." <laughs> the greatest hits. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Let's say I'll say their second album. I don't know. My favorite Zeppelin song. Do you have a favorite? You don't listen to Zeppelin. That's the thing. I I don't that much. No, Ad- admittedly. Granted, you know I, I listen to a couple every now and then. But so, what's your favorite song or album? Song. Probably "Over the Hills and Far Away." Yeah. Cool. Actually, you know what? For the audience of all 
five people and all of Korea, apparently. Uh, here's Over the Hills and Far Away. That was over oh, and far away. Great song. So good. Great song. Thank you, power of editing. Yeah, man. Good uh, to keep my, my editors busy. And by editors, I mean me, me right now. Uh, he means uh, An Young, the young Korean the man. Young Korean. He, he, oh, no, we just lost all the viewers. Nope. Um, everybody, kimchi. We got him back. We got him back. You can't spell editing without Ed. I oh, make that joke hey, all the time. Ed hey. Ting. Ed Ting. It's a mad Ting. Man, it's the mad ting. Man, ting. You know what? Just just because now I'm going to play a little bit of Sean Paul's Temperature because, I don't know, the Gallem Skillati. It's a mad ting, man. The Gallem Skillati. Sean Paul. Some give it to. Some give it to. Some give it to. All right, well, that nonsense aside, moving on. So let's talk a little bit about their discography, shall we? Yes. Right, well. They released uh, albums on, mostly on, on disc form, such as... Uh, LPs and uh, Betamax and uh, <laughs> Betamax and uh, Weedabix and um, and and what a Vitamix and Dominatrix mm. and uh, Grandiloquix <laughs> and uh, Trick Serial and, and uh, uh, Jack Mary's Tech Theratrix Jack Mary's Tech Theratrix so that has the key and peel so they released uh, nine albums we're gonna say I'm gonna say eight because the well their last album is just a bunch of uh, it was after John Bonham died, so it was just a bunch of like B sides and whatever unreleased tracks. So mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone wants to listen to Coda, their last album. Uh, but uh, they released two their first two albums. They released in the same year. Can you believe that, Eduardo? Uh, yeah, actually, when I mentioned um, in the last episode with with Jimi Hendrix that they were active for only three years, I'm sorry, for four years. Uh, two of their albums were also in the same year, so it's. Granted, I don't know how Led Zeppelin did it. I know that Hendrix did it fueled by drugs, but <laughs> that's cool. They probably yeah. did it too on drugs. And the devil. So Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin Two, the sequel. The sequel. Those so are the both first in 1969. Both in 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. And then Led Zeppelin Three is 1970, but we'll get there. So the first album has tracks like "Good Times, Bad Times." Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Dazed and confused. Which uh, which is inspired by the movie, <laughs> which they uh, recorded for the movie back in the whenever that movie was made. After uh, they opening up for Limp Bizkit. <laughs> they opened for Limp Bizkit at Woodstock '99, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> Reverend Will Robert Plant was like, "Are y'all ready to uh, break shit?" <laughs> break shit. And speaking of breaks, taking a phone break. Back from the phone break. What a great phone break! You know, uh, if you go to stamps.com, use the offer code. We don't have no. We don't have any. Use the offer code WTF and check. What? No, hey, hey, don't plug on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Um, no, we don't. This isn't that corner. If you go to trampstamps.com, use the offer code staff. Don't. Hey, hey, that's even worse. Get twelve dollars off. We don't have any sponsors yet. Off a, off a butterfly tattoo on your lower back. That's. 
I regret everything. We're, All right. we're talk- Dazed and confused off that album. Yes. yes. Uh, you should probably play a sample of that song. That's a, that's that's one of the more famous songs. Actually, let's. Not- uh, here's the beautiful thing. During that phone break, I was playing it. Oh snap! Magic of editing. Uh, and then another. I song totally on that wasn't album playing Hotline Bling. Was uh. What? Communication breakdown. Yes. Give me a hit. Give me a hit of that song right now. <laughs> Yes, I do. Communication breakdown. It's always the same. Y'all know. Uh, that was like that. That was a punk song before punk was invented. Very so the, true. That's the str- that uh, Johnny Ramone of the Ramones said that he copied uh, Jimmy Page's downward strumming for that song. And he copied that to play his sound. That uh, that signature down picking, and then uh, actually, I'm I'm thinking of another another band. Because a lot of heavy metal stuff, at least early on, used a lot of primarily downpicking. And when you think of downpicking, at least in, in, in my circle, um, we all think of James Hetfield. Because, first of all, look at his forearms. His forearms are jacked. And they're all from aggressive downpicking, which is what I'm going to tell him. Which I could make a masturbation joke, but I won't. Um, but yeah, down downpicking. Just, although it is very, very strenuous. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that was communication breakdown. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Then we go to Led Zeppelin 2. Led Zeppelin 2. Arguably, I'm going to say this. This is probably one of their best albums. Uh, I can agree with that. Because I can list, look at this song list, got certified bangers on it. Just off, let's say, whole lot of love. <laughs> right? The Lemon Song. Squeeze my lemon out. Do a drop on my leg. That sounds gross. It is very gross. That's what exactly what you think it means. Well, they nailed it. It isn't just a song about lemons. It's about... Uh, I'm not going to say I'm a little disappointed, but that's fine. Heartbreaker. Living, love, and made. She's just a woman. In Living, and love. Yep. You got Ramble On. Ramble On. Right? That's a song, I think, based off Lord of the Rings. Is it? There's a line that says, in the darkest depths of Mordor. <laughs> Mordor. Oh, sh- I didn't even... But Gollum and the evil one. Cri- yes, that's song, it's, it's that song about Lord of the Rings. Um, it yeah. is. That's a fact. Actually, yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read that little excerpt from it. It says, uh, yeah, you get Tolkien references appear later in the song's lyrics. So uh, here's from the song. It says, mine's a tale that can't be told. Uh, my freedom I hold dear. How years ago in days of old when magic filled the air... "'Twas in the darkest depths of Mordor I met a girl so fair, but Gollum and the evil one crept up and slipped away with her." But yeah, that's awesome. Did not know that. Actually, I should have known that. Huh. Yeah, and then uh, Moby Dick. Yeah. Sweet, uh, sweet drum solo. In fact, here is the drum solo from Moby Dick.
Oh, yeah. That was so drummy. Drums. You can't see, but Eduardo's a boner right now. How did you know? Because <laughs> the laptop's tilted. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 That's cool. Uh, yeah. John Bonham. Amazing drummer. Absolutely. One of the greatest. Uh, what's his name? Dave Grohl. He has the tattoo of John Bonham. Sig- uh, his sigil. His sigil? I don't know. Sigil. The runes. The runes. From the fourth album on his that. arm. The three circles. That's oh, John shoot. Thing. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Apparently the fourth album was untitled, but they just call it Led Zeppelin yes, we'll 4. G- we'll get to that. Hmm. We'll get to And then uh, what else is on that? Bring It On Home, another one, which I believe is a blues song. I don't think they wrote that song. I believe so, too. Let me double check it real quick. But um, uh, here's a fun fact, because I do love the game Brutal Legend very very much. And and side note, uh, Bring It On Home is a Sonny Boy Williamson. There we go. That's Bring It On Home. Yeah. But um, in Brutal Legend, because one of the abilities that you get is, uh, I think it's called Bring It On Home, where you play the, the solo in-game, and then a giant flaming Led Zeppelin comes down and annihilates the entire enemy oh, team. Yeah. It is awesome. If you guys haven't played Brutal Legend, please do. It's so good. Yeah, that's uh, Bring It On Home. It's a, a Sonny Boy Williamson song. For Williamson the second? There's a two after his name. And I'm certain he did not not get any royalties from that. Uh, Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Led Zeppelin stealing from black people. A lot of people did. A lot of people did. Uh, so moving on to Led Zeppelin 3. No, hold on. Let's keep talking about Led Zeppelin 2, how, how good of an album this is. We oh. just listed, like, n- how many songs did we list? Uh, almost and all And if you think them. about all those songs, right, uh, the, all the choruses of those songs are just riffs. Those are riff-heavy throughout, all of them. Right you are. So, so riff-tastic. Straight riffing all day. What you got to do, Eduardo, is you got to make, right now, is you got to hit us up with a supercut of all the riffs from that thing. I'm not going to do that. Oh. That's Okay, never mind. Don't do that. Did you did you have more to say about Led Zeppelin 2? No. No? All right. We've said all we could. Moving on to Led Zeppelin 3. Led Zeppelin 3. Uh, or Led Zeppelin the Third. Yes. Or uh, Led Zeppelin Trace, as they would call it in uh, Spain. Did, did they? I don't know. Well, um, this album was recorded in Wales. That it was, it was inside of a whale. It was inside of a whale, um, which is why they <laughs> got that sound, um, and that's why you hear a solo that goes. There's another well, because it's got you know its original version, the vinyl and and all that fun stuff. But yes, it was in Wales. Uh, was it a remote cottage? Braniar. Braniar. Welsh is a weird language. Yes, it is. It's like uh, it's like English, but without any vowels. This is mainly vowels. Though. You could basically just st- you could you could basically just take your finger and string it across the keyboard, and you could probably make up a, a Welsh word or the name of a Welsh village. Yeah, that Welsh makes sense. village like uh. Huh. There's a there's a town yeah, that yeah, was a very long I'm not gonna, name. I know the town you're talking about, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So let's get into the discography of that album, shall we? Sure. There, what's 
Some songs. These are four. I wrote four songs. We got uh, Immigrant Song. That's what we opened the podcast Hit with it. today. What, did you open with Immigrant Song? I opened with Immigrant okay. Song. Okay. Yeah, that's actually the first As we all know online. from that song, uh, that song was written uh, specifically for School of, uh, Rock. School of Rock, that one scene. With Jack Black in the car. And great. then Jack Black was like, wow, you guys are so good. That was so good. Could you make it a longer song? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they didn't really make it that long because the song's two and a half minutes. Yeah. and so uh, they, yeah. It's actually the shortest song on the album, come to think about it. Yeah. So other tracks in that album, we got Friends, we get Celebration Day, Celebration Day, Since I've Been Loving You, Since I've Been Loving You, Bronny R. Stomp, among other ones. Yeah, hats off to Roy Harper. Mm-hmm. Huh. You have much to say about that one? Uh, I don't think critics didn't like this album that much, I, th- I think. Uh, you don't think so? But then who knows, because a lot of critics didn't like the first they didn't like the second album. Well, looking at um, review scores, the review scores were fine, but I guess those are all uh, recently, or more so recent. Like, uh, you get the Virgin Encyclopedia of Popular Music, it gets four out of five stars. Village Voice gets an A minus. Rolling Stone Album Guide, four out of five stars. What uh, does Rolling Q, Stone know? Q, just five stars. Pitchfork Media, a nine out of ten. Nine and a half. But out what ten, does actually. Robert Christgau think? I don't know who that is. Oh, the dean of music reviewing. You don't know who that is? Oh, man. Uh, you had a 98 out of 100 on Metacritic. You know what else got a 98 out of Metacritic? No Man's Sky, probably. My mixtape. No. Hey, um, get out. What? Nothing. See, it was a... It was a... a hard, it was like a folk rock kind of acoustic thing. It was, uh, it was endeared... You know, to many progressive rock fans who who didn't really, who wouldn't have listened to Led Zeppelin's like blues and rock repertoire. Bunch of nerds, uh, bunch of band geeks. Guilty as charged. Listening to Led Zeppelin. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say Prague, but <laughs> listening to Prague. I mean, uh, yes. Uh, moving on to Led Zeppelin Four, the fourth album, uh, untitled. Untitled, made in 1971. They just—it's untitled. It's completely untitled. There's no names on it. There's no label on it. Uh, they just call it the fourth album, or they just call it Led Zeppelin Four. I think I saw Jimmy Page in it. And he just calls it the fourth album. The fourth album. Which is probably their, this is probably their most famous album because it's got uh, Black Dog. It's got rock and roll on it. It's got the Battle of Evermore. Yes, it's got Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. Everyone knows that one. And oh, then yeah. uh, the one track I've used a couple of times actually through the podcast is number eight on the album, When the Levee Breaks. That's probably my favorite one of of, of Led Zeppelin, I think. The drums for that song, if I remember correctly, uh, they recorded at this pa- at this uh, estate up in, I, I don't know where in England, but some big fancy house. And uh, the drums for that, the... Goom, 
Uh, yeah, he recorded that at the bottom of a stairwell, and that's why it sounds so echoey. Yes, okay. Uh, looking at it here, so the famous drum performance was recorded by engineer Andy Johns by placing John Bonham and a Ludwig drum kit at the bottom of a stairwell at the uh, Headley Grange. Headley Grange. And then using two uh, uh, Bayer Dynamic M160 microphones at the top to just him all the way at the bottom of the staircase, those microphones at the top. Uh, another way to get that is throw a, throw, throw a drum set down the stairs. That's how you get every reggae intro. But yeah, that's how they did that. That's really, really cool. Hi, Pika. You down there, buddy? Okay. Well, could you do me a favor? Could you just play the, in, the, 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 the first few notes of a stairway right now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey. Hey, stop that. No stairway. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop. Stop it. Oh, man. And that was uh, that was our performance of uh, Guitar Center Theater. Uh, we will well, have a, we'll have a performance at the observatory uh, later this month. Uh, tickets are free. <laughs> <laughs> tickets are free. Tickets are, uh, tickets are free. free. Um, we will be performing in the parking lot. Classic sounds of Guitar Center. You get uh, the sounds of people tuning. Uh, doing a scale very slowly while messing up. Uh, smoke on the water. A little bit of stairway. Uh, people getting mad at stairway. Uh, the ones who shred who go there to show off. And kids. Oh, and this is also my new favorite sound from Guitar Center. That's the drummer tapping up on the electronic drums. Pretty much. You he can, All he hears is... boom, But when you hear on the outside is... It's just a bunch of like... It's like... A, it's wet plasticky sounds. More or less, yeah. Digga, 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 digga. But yeah, that's Guitar Center for you. I know that because I watched Eduardo do it. Guilty. I mean, I'm a drummer. I have to. So uh, let's see a little more about... Um, okay, also on Led Zeppelin 4, you also get Going to California, Four Sticks, Misty, Misty Mountain, Mountain Hop. Hop. So there's that. Um, this is the album with the four, uh, the four runes on it. Yes. The one that says, uh, well, yeah, John Bonham's is the three, the three circles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Paul Jones is, I don't know what his, is it his, his isn't the feather, is it? Which is his? Are you looking at him right now? Uh, wait. Uh, what good are you? You have a, you have a computer the on The feather your is plant. The rock, I, oh, okay. The three circles is Bonham, the, uh, the Celtic one is uh, Jones, and, and then, then Zozo. Zozo is Paige. I think I saw I went to a store once and it had just says Zozo on it just to just to classify the album. Hmm. That's what that. you do when you make an untitled album. You make uh you make a record store employee's day a little more difficult. Yep. Even though their day isn't difficult at all. Uh you actually you'd be surprised. They so just, uh, for the album on the album charts, at least between those year between seventy one and seventy two uh, you get Australian, Canadian, Danish, French, German, Japanese, Norwegian, Italian, Spanish, UK, and US uh, album charts. Its lowest position, its lowest peak was in the German one, and it was ranked 9. And its highest was in UK and Canada, where it was ranked 1. And then everywhere else, it was either 2 or 3. So it did very well. Probably their... their uh, Their most famous record. I, I would like to say so, yes. Their most storied record. 
It's also one of the best-selling albums of all time. Had more than 37 million copies sold, which is like... Redinkleberg Platinums. Ooh, snap. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me... <clears throat> it is tied for the third highest certified album in the United States by the Recording Industry Association of America at a 23 times platinum. What's the first one? Is it Katy Perry? I don't know. Like, it doesn't is it, say. Is it Thriller? It might be Thriller. Maybe. Might be Thriller check. and uh, introducing... Uh, 23 times platinum. That's freaking ridiculous. Uh, oh, you were right. What? It is Thriller. Yeah. After yeah. what? Thriller and what? Uh, the first four of them with uh, 40 million copies sold. 40 million or more. You get Thriller, uh, Back in Black. Oh, uh, Back Dark Side Black. of the Moon. I know, it's weird. Really? Yeah. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Then you get Whitney Houston, Meatloaf, <laughs> the Eagles, Bee Gees with Saturday Night Fever, and Fleetwood Mac rumors. Was ACDC better with Bon Scott or with, what's his name, Brian Johnson? Is that the guy's name? Uh, I believe so. Anyone but Axl Rose. Because when, th- when you think about it, Bon Scott had a pretty interesting voice, and then he died, and this new guy's like, nah, nah, this water's too spicy. <laughs> yeah, His see, voice is terrible. It is Like, on atrocious. the record is, is one thing. It's unique, it, well, but then you listen to it, it live, works. and it is the worst it works I've ever heard for their music, life. but when you listen to it on its own, it sounds like a fried asshole. But then you hear it live, and it's worse. It's like a like a like a deep fried asshole. Because even Bon Scott was like, "Heaven is at Mountain Peak." It's so bad. Now that I think about it, his voice is actually it was unique, but it was better than. Let me get Axl Rose now. Which is just gross. I just want to think he just sings Guns N' Roses songs over <laughs> their music so no one notices. <laughs> okay, so um, in the 30 to 39 million copies, you get uh, Shania Twain. Shania and then immediately Twain. after that is Led Zeppelin Four. Then you get Michael Jackson's Bad. Uh, oh, jeez. Alanis Morissette. And Celine Dion, and then the Beatles. Wow, Canada coming strong there. You got Alanis, you got uh, Shania, you got Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. Oh, you get the Beatles, then the Eagles, then Michael Jackson again. They're probably the, the, the best performing Canadian artists. You get the Dirty Dancing thing, then you get Adele, Celine Dion again. Oh, man. The Beatles again. Canada coming Then Madonna, coming then the Beatles again. Ooh. Then uh, Bruce Springsteen, Dire born Straits. The, wait, yeah, it was that. It was born, born in the USA. USA. Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms, uh, James Horner, Metallica for their for the Black Album <laughs> for their for their sh- for the shitty album. <laughs> the Black Album was good. No, uh, what, Nirvana. What's, what's their shitty album? What's Metallica? Saint shitty? Anger. Saint Anger. Saint it. Saint Anger. Saint Anger. What? Uh, then you get Nirvana. They, they bought those themselves and sold them to pay for their divorce. Here, <laughs> Pink Floyd, Santana, and then Guns N' Roses. Santana, but only the records he made with Rob Thomas. So all of them. <laughs> They're best friends. I'm Man, sure. it's a hot one. That's probably what Rob Thomas said when they told him how many records they sold. Man, this one. is a hot one. Like, oh god. And then they kicked Rob him Thomas, out. And they, they kicked him out. But then Santana was like, "Why'd you kick my friend Rob my, Thomas? My best friend, my Rob best Thomas, friend Rob Thomas. Thomas. Why'd you take him out? We need to make more music. I need more hats. I need more hats. <laughs> I love Santana's a, a fantastic player, but he, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, he and Jason Mraz, their powers come from their fedoras. 
They have hat power. You know what Santana? The thing I heard Questlove explaining this, this. He calls it the Santanification. Is that suddenly you just want to make collabs with popular artists? Yeah. So he did a song with him. He made a song with Michelle Branch. He did a song yeah, he did. with. Uh, I don't know who did the song. The Maria Maria. You remind me of West Side Story. That song. That's weird. He did that song with uh, Jason Moret. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else he could have made a song. Chad Kroger. <laughs> Chad Kroger. Look at this. Man, it's a hot one. Lux Avenue is from the midday sun. Look at this photograph. Look at this graph. Look at this photograph. Oh, Nickelback is terrible. They're so bad. They're so bad. I think it's like, even if their music isn't like, Actual little dog shit. It's just we're all ingrained to we're, we're hardwired ah, to not I'm like I'm it. Black, I'm black. Just got my back. It's I not this good. My brain's gonna make a song with Carlos Santana. <laughs> They're just not good. I'm the new rap Thomas. He wishes. All right. So moving on from Led Zeppelin Four, uh, we get to Houses of the Holy. Houses of the Holy. The one of the creepiest album covers out oh, there. Oh yeah, that is kind of weird. So the album is that. So I think I, I think that's a photograph or something like that. Like that location is actually real. It's called. I like, mean, look at this photograph. Look at this photograph. Continue. It's the reason that I cannot sleep. <laughs> and it's got a. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's got a. That place is real. It's called. I think it's called this like the Steps of Giants. I think it's like somewhere in the British Isles. That's cool. I think you can look it up. Isn't there a link in it? I'm looking at the picture, but let me see if I can find um, a link to the actual. Control F. Go to like. Cover or whatever, or steps. Uh, control F Giants. On, Contra- control F Giants. Uh, it's taken. It, the cover is a collage of several photographs that were taken at the Giants Causeway. Giants Causeway. In Northern Ireland. In Northern Ireland. Yeah. That's creepy. Northern Ireland. Very creepy. Fuck you, the DUP. Oh, hmm. Jeremy Corbyn. Stop it. He's the absolute boy. Northern Ireland. All right, so the Giants' Causeway. We get to the track listing. The song remains the same as on that. Yep. Over the hills and far away is on that. The crunch. The crunch. Which I think is a is supposed to be their version of uh their homage to James Brown. Bang bang. Ding a ling a ling a ding. Ding ding. Ding a ling a ding a ding. Stolen from black people again. Uh, yeah. This song is a play on James Brown's style of funk in the same way that uh, Dear Maker. Jamaica. Ja- really, that's what it is? Jamaica. Oh. Oh, yeah. Jamaica's on that album. Not Dire Maker. Jamaica. Jamaica. No, it's Jamaica. You know why? Because it's got reggae. It's a reggae song. And so it's, it's there's a joke. <laughs> and it, there's a joke that goes, uh, oh, me and my wife went on vacation to the, to the Caribbean. And then the guy goes, Jamaica? And he goes, no, she went on her own accord. It's terrible. So, yes. A lot of Led Zeppelin fans don't like Jamaica, but I actually do like that song. It's a fine song. It's a great song. I you, That's I a great... It. It's got that great reggae intro. That's, got, that's great. That that classic reggae intro where you take a drum set and throw and it down, throw the, down stairs. the stairs. Uh, John Bomb's... I let that, it's got the great drumming on it. I enjoy uh, Jimmy Page's guitar solo on that. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I don't know. Very into that. 
Uh, and also, The Ocean is in that song. Sorry? No, the, the Ocean. The Ocean is on that album. Yes. And it's got a doo-wop entry. Like, dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I can't That's remember. neat. And there's also uh, <laughs> no, no Quarter. No That's Quarter. As well as Dancing Days. and, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we mentioned the Rain song. That's mm-hmm. in there. A um, lot of water. A lot of water on this yeah, album. This is a wet album. This is a wet album. Very wet album. Very aquatic is what they called semi, it. Semi-aquatic. It's a very aqua- It's a semi-aquatic album. Um, okay, so after Houses of the Holy, we move on to Physical Graffiti. Physical Graffiti, which uh, I think the album art is like... Uh, is. Is uh is a picture of a building in New York? Yeah, it just looks like somebody's apartment. The address, it's so, I I, don't, I think it's in the Lower East Side, and I imagine that building uh is now goes for a lot of money. Apartments in that building or some businesses own that. Uh, even though uh, I'm gonna say Latinos used to live in that building and they kicked them all out. Probably uh, the albums. It could, okay, so it's a photograph of a New York City brownstone tenement block. Where does it say where? Uh, I can look. Oh, uh. The uh, two five-story buildings photographed for the album cover are located at 96 and 98 St. Mark's Place in New York City. St. Mark's Place. That's, uh, yeah, Lower East Side. I've been there. I've had pizza there. It's all right. St. Mark's Comics is there. I looked at action figures there. That's pretty neat. Um, a lot of punks used to hang out there. I guess they still do. It's got that was on an episode of Broad pretty City, good reception. y'all are into that. Yeah. That's that has ha- that okay that has a song on it called Houses of the Holy which was supposed to be on Houses of the Holy the album yeah that was but supposed it to be the did title not end up on that one That's strange and then actually there was a remaster of Physical Graffiti that got reissued uh, about 2 years ago it was in uh, uh, February 23rd mm-hmm. That's pretty cool Uh on that album you get Custard Pie you get The Rover Trampled Underfoot In My Time of Dying not to be confused with In My Dying Time, which is a, a um, I had it, lost it. Zach Wild. Zach Wild. Uh, yeah, Trampled Underfoot. It's got a cashmere. Cashmere, hit that. Boom, cashmere. Ben, ben, ben. So that's cashmere. Cashmere, very very exotic. Yes. Very. uh... Oh, Although good. cashmere is a part of South Asia, I don't know. It's vaguely Middle Eastern, even though cashmere is part of the Indian subcontinent. I don't know. It's also lovely fabric. Lovely fabric. Lovely fabric. So soft. I'm wearing a cashmere sweater right now. No, go. I'm not, because this is Florida. It's so you hot. can't wear a sweater so down the, here. So on the on uh, the um, on the musician side, so this song is almost entirely built on ascending chromatic ostinato over a pedal drone. So it's oh just, yeah, it's totally. very. It, it, it it's kind of it builds on itself. It's really really neat, and it uses a a dad gad tuning for guitar. So the same as Black Mountain Side and White Summer. It's kind of that that kind of thing. 
I have no idea what you're talking so about. So the, the the time signature for all of one people who care, uh, it combines duple and triple meter. So the drums and vocal melody is in bars of 4-4 four, four, and 2-4, while the guitars are played in cycles of 3-8. Are you talking about cashmere? Yes. Or just, okay. So that's cashmere is the prog one. Bop, bop, bop. Bop, bop, bop. Which is really cool. Bop, bop, bop. That's that's bop, their bop, bop. Pro- and in bop, bop, proper bop, bop, prog fashion, bop, bop, bop. it's eight and a half freaking minutes. <laughs> so yeah, so we get that, and then we that's also a John get, Paul uh, Jones record right there. Yes, it is. That man. Uh, then that we also get um, we get Black Country Woman, Boogie with Stew, Sick Again, the Wonton song, which now I'm hungry. Mm. Uh, Down by the seaside, Ten Years Gone. Uh, oh jeez, that one I can't pronounce again. What? Ron- Braniar. Braniar. In the light. And yeah, House of the Holy. Yeah. John Paul Jones. Uh, st- still doing stuff, I imagine. I don't I don't know. I don't think the other members of Led Zeppelin are doing anything. I know John Bonham isn't because he's dead. Uh, he's J- Yes, he's dead. But Jason, his son, um, fills, I mean, he, he, he does his stuff. Not really, but you know. Well, no, he his son came in and filled it yeah, for him. Yeah, like once or twice. Yeah. You know your dad. Shut you, up, Jason. You know my dad. He's water, he's spicy. But John Paul Jones was on. Uh, he's in them crooked vultures. Yeah. He plays bass and among other things on that. He plays everything. He. You want to play the mandolin? He's got you on the mandolin. Play the mandolin. You wanna. You want someone to play the zither? He probably knows how to play the zither. You want the organ or lap steel guitars, the auto harp, violin, ukulele, sitar, cello, continuum, rec- the recorder. Oh yeah. And the Koto, which I love very Jonesy much. Jonesy coming in. Just one of the top. As a side note, because um, Jones, as, as Juan mentioned, he's part of uh, Them Crooked Vultures with Josh Homme and Dave Grohl. And Dave Grohl. Great super group. Dave I, freaking Grohl. I, we've been waiting for their second album forever. I don't think it's ever going to come. But maybe, nope. it will, maybe it will. Probably not. Maybe after the next uh, Queens of the Stone Age record. Or the next Tool album. The next necrofascist album. It's never gonna happen. Why would those be? It's, those are just I've money. made the Josh Homme connection. Maybe when Josh Homme's not. No, I'm just making the. Never mind. You're just making up band names. Nope. Maybe after the next Fat Pappy those, and the Twiz Wong. I didn't make record. those names up though. Maybe after X Epsilon records their next album. Uh, that's gonna be hard because we're not Epsilon anymore. Oh, you're Edsilon. Oh. Your Luxrem. Luxrem? Luxrem. Why Why are you Luxrem? Because we had to change the name. Seems like a Pokemon name. Is there uh, another I band called so. X? There's several. You could have called it Edzalot. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but the band doesn't want that. <laughs> you call it... N- what was it? Nalsit? Nalis? Nalis B? Yeah, we thought that too. Nalis B. No, we're Nalis B, guys. We're Nalis B. Just take all of your merch and wear it inside out. Just put a G out. at the end. Epsilon. <laughs> we're just longer. Epsilon. <laughs> Epsilog. That's so stupid. God damn it. And you just made, you were read across a song called Epsilon, but it's just Everlong, but with the song <laughs> Epsilon. Epsilon. Jesus Christ. And I wonder. Dave Girl, don't be mad. Can I be your friend? I want to be your friend. All right. Back up. Will we ever get, will this song get us sued? Stop it. Nope. Getting no, back on track. I feel this real forever. I hate you so much. <laughs> Epsilon. There right, we so go. Coming out this fall. <laughs> so after physical graffiti, we get presents. Presents, 1976. 
Yes. I just wrote two songs on this album, if you want to read it. It's got Achilles' Last Stand on it. Cool. Which has that uh, a very galloping... Before Barracuda, I guess. But it's got that. It's Barracuda before Barracuda. Barracuda before Barracuda. I think it's also very long. Yes, it's ten and a half minutes. Oh, God. Yep. And what was the other one you had written down? Nobody's Fault But Mine. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right you are. I mean, Another I've, song oh, that oh. Led Zeppelin stole from black people. There's an entire Wikipedia page about songs that Led Zeppelin made that they didn't credit <laughs> the original artist. And it's mostly black artists. Yeah. I, re- I heard Nobody's Fault. It's a, it's a great song. It's got that... The, the guitar comes in with the phaser. It's great. Uh, I was in the car with my dad. You know my dad? Uh, his name's Juan Escalante. Same as same as you. Oh. And his dad. Wait, we have the same dad? Holy moly. We've been over this. Oh, okay. Uh, we were driving the U... When he was living up in Orlando, we took the U-Haul up there. And we were listening... To, I don't know what we were listening to. But then I heard, I heard this gospel choir. And I listened to what they were saying. And they were going, Nobody's fault but mine. Nobody's oh, really? fault but mine. I'm like, wait a minute, I've heard this before. Oh damn! And so that's then I that's when I discovered that. Yeah, uh, it's a gospel. That's one. a gospel song. That oh, Led Zeppelin stole from black people. The first known recording of the song was by an American gospel blues musician, Blind Willie Johnson. Blind Willie Johnson in 1927. In 1927. <laughs> yeah, it's another stole from black people song. Stole from black people. All right, um, moving on. We go to In Through the Outdoor. In Through the Outdoor. I just have two songs there as well. And what would those be? All My Love, which was... Oh, yeah. It's written for his son who died. Robert Plant wrote it for his son who died. That's that's the main note I know. That's it's a, very sad. That's a sad... But it's got the song Fool in the Rain, which I don't think gets enough credit as a great Led Zeppelin song, but that's an amazing song. It is a good song. song. It's, uh, it's John Bonham basically doing his version of a Purdy Shuffle. Yeah. It's a very good one. Such a great song. When I saw Wolfpack live, shout out to Wolfpack, one of the greatest bands. So funky. Shout, so out good. To, shout out to Jack and Theo and Woody and, and, Joe, Dart. and Joe Dart. And uh, by, by association, uh, 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 Corey Wong and Antoine Stanley. And uh, let's go throw Joey Dosick out there, too. Yeah. Shout out to all those guys. They're all really cool. All great guys. Um, they brought, when I saw them in New York, I saw them in New York on September 10th of last year at Brooklyn Bowl. I don't know why I'm plugging the venue. It was a bowling alley, but also a concert venue. That's neat. Actually, and that's so, not the first time I've seen that. Yeah, I guess they just didn't bowl during the concert. I guess I don't know. But uh, great. So, and they while they were up in New York, they're based in L.A., but they were uh, out in New York and they brought out Bern, they Bernard Purdy, great, the great, legendary, legendary Bernard Purdy. Bernard Purdy. Uh, and just about every groovy guitar, uh, drums, drumming track you've ever heard, that's Bernard Purdy behind on the sticks. Like he's so he's tapping. so famous that he has there's a tech tapping a drumming technique named after him. It's the Purdy Shuffle. Well, guys. it's called the Purdy Shuffle because he invented it. Like, damn, that's his thing. Boom, boom, boom. Play that clip of him doing it. Here it is the Purdy Shuffle. That's just a him. That was 
the pretty shuffle. Now play Fool in the Rain with that drum beat again. And here we go. Stuff. So when they brought out, they played with Purdy, Wolfpack played with Purdy up in New York, and then uh, the, during the show, Jack uh, asked uh, Purdy to hit, hit, hit that shuffle to show him how to play the Purdy shuffle, and uh, he asked, uh, so Purdy, how many, uh, are there any drummers that could uh, that could do it just as well, that do, that do it as well as you did, and then Purdy shot him look like, fuck you talking about? Fuck you talking about? No one plays as better as me, but he was like, oh, and then he, he named two drummers, Jeff Porcaro, do you know who he is? Uh, I do not. I feel like he... Pl- I'm sure he played with Steely Dan. I feel like that's what he... Th- and then he said John Bonham also hit that. Which I didn't know at the time that that's the song he played. But then I realized that as he... W- when I was at the concert and Purdy was playing that pretty show, I'm like, what did John Bonham play that on? I'm like, oh, it's Fool in the Rain. That's great. Jeff Percaro, yeah, he did play with Steely Dan. Played with Steely Dan. What amongst other ones? Hmm? Anything else? Or is that just... Who else did he play with? Who, uh, Jeff Porcaro? Jeff Porcaro. Um, let me see, let me see. Associated Acts should be under his box if you're looking on the Wikipedia page. I am. Uh, Toto. 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 I thought he played with Toto. Oh, he's played with a lot of people. Granted, it's either on on singles or just on albums, but yeah, he's played with uh, Eric Carmen, Peter Frampton, Boz Skaggs, uh, Steely Dan, Larry Carlton, Diana Ross, Hall & Oates, um... Nick Kershaw, Bli- oh, Bim, Chicago, yeah. Pink Floyd, Aretha Franklin, the Bee Gees, Randy Crawford, Greg Lake, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It sounds like a law firm. Uh, he played on Thriller uh, for Beat It. He played with Michael Jackson a couple times. Elton John, um, Herbie Hancock, Don Henley, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Who uh, also played with Steely Dan. Yes. George Benson, Lionel Richie, Rand- Randy Newman. Uh, the Jacksons, Paul McCartney, Eric Clapton, oh, Jesus Christ. Is all right, all right. We can, stop. We, can Madonna? Stop. we have to get back to Fool in the Rain. Celine Dion. Cher? Shout out to Celine Dion. Canada. In the Canada house. again. Oh, Bruce Springsteen, the b Yeah, so him and uh, John Bonham could play that Purdy Shuffle well. Yeah, man. I can't even do it that well. That's a I great need to song. practice my, my, They've my got that. Uh, that's got that Samba beat where it goes. Yeah, that's a really good one. Great song. No one ever gives it that credit. I think it gets up there. Yeah, it's damn good. It's a damn good song. And their final album in 1982, we have Coda. John Bonham had died two years beforehand. Yep. Now, uh, just as as a, as a fact, the word Coda, is it means a passage that ends a musical piece following the main melody. So, naturally, that would be the title for their last one. Uh, moving on from but there. But it's mostly just stuff that wasn't released Yeah. prior to that. So, uh, looking from an interview, John Paul Jones said uh, they were good tracks. A lot of it was recorded around the time punk was really happening. So, basically, there wasn't a lot of Zeppelin tracks that didn't go out. So, they used everything. 
So that's, that's it was their swan song. Wasn't Swan Song the name of the record label they used? Yep. Okay. Swan Song Records. There you go. Hey. Set that up. Knocked it out the damn park. Oh. Yeah. And that was also reissued uh, in 2015. That was on July 31st. So that one comes with... Um, it has a the standard CD edition, a deluxe 3 CD edition, the LP version, a deluxe 3 LP version, a super deluxe 3 CD plus 3 LP. Jesus freaking Christ. Sure, great. Huh. But yeah, that's that. That was all. That was the Led Zeppelin discography. Yeah, man. Arguably the greatest band of all. I'm just going to say they're, they're, they're the best band ever. I don't know. Who who do you throw up there, Eduardo? I'm not, don't put me on the spot. Don't put you on the spot. Don't put me on the spot, Dream Theater. <laughs> Fat Pappy and the Twiz Walkers. Fat Pappy and the Twiz Walkers. <laughs> Let's just say Wolfpack, best band of all time. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's Nickelback. Come on. Shout out to Wolfpack. So everyone knows Led Zeppelin's greatest act is when they opened up for uh, for for Limp Bizkit at Woodstock '99. <laughs> they played a cover of "Break Shit" together. It was great. All right. It never so happened. uh, that's about what we're talking about. Led Zeppelin. We're we're about done there. So we're gonna open up the phone lines right now. We uh, don't have phone lines. Beep. Hey there, first time, long time. <laughs> All right, nope, I'm cutting this. Wait, guy wait, wait, wait. Did you talk about the fourth album? Yes. Did you talk about how uh? They didn't have a name for it, and so they just put the runes on it. Yeah, yes, we did. Did I? Uh, did you talk about how the three circles were like the three drums with the John Bonham? Now I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you listen to this podcast? Yes. No, you didn't. This is my favorite episode of WTF with Mark Marin. This is not that podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. This is my favorite episode of The Nerdist with Chris Hardwick. I am not Chris Hardwick. I'm. So you sure? Yeah, I'm very sure. Is Matt and Jonah there? I wish they were. They're great. Because they're never on the show anymore. Because you're too busy hosting five different shows, I'm Chris not, Hardwick. I'm not Chris Hardwick. You're not Chris Hardwick? What, what podcast is this? This is the staff meeting. Sta- staff infection? No. Do I, are you saying I have a staff infection? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm ending this call. Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Bernie would have won. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. So... That's that's we're gonna wrap for this episode. But first, uh, where can people find you, Mister Juan Escalante? I'm not gonna put my address out there. No, not your address, you idiot. Oh, uh, I'm at Nerdwitch on Twitter, N E R D W I C H, like sandwich, but with, but with nerd, nerd in it. In it. Uh, that's where I'm mostly at. Uh, you can go to JuanEscalante.com. I don't. I put stuff up there occasionally. I did it mostly so I can own the URL because there are other Juan Escalantes out there and uh, they want that URL, but they can't have it. You know why? Because I have it. Because it's mine. Because it's, it's mine. They, they like it, it, but this one is mine. I pay for it. I pay every year for it so I can put my memes and my gifts and my goofs and my gaffs. Great. Um, and if people want to see you doing stand-up, I'm going to throw you out there. Uh, where can they go? Nowhere. They, could. they don't need to see me. They don't need to see me. Your audience doesn't need to see me do comedy. I'm not doing shows. <sighs> I tried. I'm a middling comedian. I'm a middling open mic comedian. He's great. He's no, great. I'm not. Shut He's, up. He's great. Anyway, that's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you very, very much for listening to us. And if you want to um, get a hold of us, you can find us. Uh, you can find us at the staff meeting on Gmail. Staff meeting podcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. 
you can find us uh, at our our Facebook page for the staff meeting. Um, we're also on SoundCloud as the Staff Meeting Podcast. You can find us anyway. So if you want to send in questions or, or any of that fun, if you want to say hi, you can always go to your you can send in your comments to the Staff Meeting Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the Staff Meeting Podcast at gmail.com. Not the staff infection. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. And uh, have a great one. Until next time, we'll have Claudia back. And uh, I love you. Bye. Sayonara. Madagu Chemchi guy. Bye, Korea. Bye, Korea.